Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Monday, April the 6th as we come off. Another weekend, another week. They're all starting to blend together these days as one day just follows another as we continue to hopefully everyone's staying healthy, safe out there, obviously, as we talk about all the time. Um, you know, just really the toughest of times right now going on, obviously, for in all of our lifetimes. And, um, you know, just hope we can bring a little normalcy, a little entertainment, a little distraction here at Phillies today on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis is, again, it's it's tough, right? I mean, there's no sports for us, which is such a um, huge part of our lives. And obviously, sports somewhat frivolous when compared to everything else that's going on right now. Very frivolous, you could say. But at the same time, it's also something that does connect us culturally. And it's something that allows us to escape from our lives when we want to and gives us that distraction. And it's something that, look, if you're listening to the show right now, you know, I know, I mean, it's something that matters to us. It's something that's super important to our lives. Um, and with that taken away, it obviously um, makes it tougher to get through these tough times because that escape, that thing we love, that thing that we pour our hearts and times and thoughts and everything into is, isn't there. And, and it's, it's upsetting and frustrating. And, you know, who knows when we will have baseball back. You're hoping July, maybe August at this point. It definitely, definitely does not seem like things are going to happen sooner than we had thought. It certainly seems like the timeline keeps getting pushed back. And we'll continue to talk about that as we go. We'll see how things shake out. And, um, continue to focus on the current team as it's constructed, assuming, hoping they will play a season, looking at how that season could play out, how the team is set up. Last week, we took a look at the NL East, and we'll continue to do things like that. But also, I think it's important to have some fun in these times, and it's a time to bring back some of the classic, you know, barroom type of arguments that we have about sports and discussions. And I figured it's April 6th. We're kind of, you know, we've kind of gotten the point where we're getting a feel for, for, you know, no sports, what it's like, and also how long we might go without sports and, you know, what it's going to take to get through this time to talk about all these things and all that. So I figured literally the perfect show to start off this April 6th week, this first week where I think we're really starting to distance ourselves from, from we've, we've come to grips with the fact that the seasons are not going to start anytime soon and this is our new normal for a long time. So I figured the perfect go-to classic debate, the almost cliche debate that we have never had on Phillies today that should be discussed if we're going to get into these types of discussions, and I'm sure there'll be many more of these types of things coming up, but I think the most classic, you know, kind of 
whether you want to call it a sports re- radio cliche or a sports discussion cliche or whatever, but something that we've never talked about here, and I think it's a perfect way to start off the week. Who deserves to be on the Mount Rushmore of Philadelphia Phillies? I don't know how. Uh, I've done this show for, uh, this is the fourth year, I believe, doing this show, and never once has this come up. Never once have we gotten in the discussion. We've talked, obviously, even this season already, as we've gotten into more of these types of topics. We've talked about an all-time Philly starting nine, who would be at what position. Um, later this week, we'll get into some of uh, our favorite and least favorite Phillies players. There's going to be a lot of that type of stuff, but we've never really whittled it down. Never said, all right, it's time. We're going to decide the four, because it can only be four. That's the beauty of a Mount Rushmore. And the, the term has gotten cliche, but I always thought it was fun because it really does limit you. You know, are there more than four people I would want to put on the Phillies Mount Rushmore? Yes. Can I? No. Mount Rushmore is four. So let's dive in. I think it's a really interesting discussion about who's on the Phillies Mount Rushmore. As you'll see, I think there are two locks and then a lot of questions, especially because when you kind of relate it era by era and look at you know, different players from different times, it really gets hard to judge each other. And then there are certain players from the same era who all seemingly deserve it, and yet not all of them can get on it because, as we're going to say now, there's... You know, different eras and different players, and it's hard to kind of whittle it down. So let's dive in. I, I think the, uh, look, there was one definitive, no doubt, we talked about it a lot already this year, the face of the franchise historically, the best player in the history of the franchise, the best player at his position in the history of the sport. I think we all know that very first name that's getting chiseled into our rock of Philly's Mount Rushmore is Mike Schmidt. I, I think... If you come into this, you know that there will absolutely be one name, really two, but this one name is the lockiest lock of all locks to be on the Phillies Mount Rushmore list, and it, it deserved to be so. Look, the best at his position in the history of the sport is the only Phillies player who can say, I was the best player to ever play my position in the history of baseball. When they make the all-time starting nine in Major League Baseball in the history of the game, Mike Schmidt's the third baseman. And... I think pretty inarguably, I don't think you really see many people argue against it. It's just kind of accepted that Mike Schmidt is the best third baseman ever played baseball. Boom. Ten gold gloves. I mean, that's the, what an amazing number when you think about what he was offensively. 548 home runs. He is the most, he has the most home runs with a single team of any player who only ever played with one team. So that 548 number is a pretty impressive number in the history of baseball. Um, I just think, you know, when you're talking Phillies Mount Rushmore, it's it's the, the put Schmidt's name up there and figure out the rest. Put Schmidt's face up there and figure out the rest. Mike Schmidt, the lockiest lock of all locks he is. And w- just to take a step back, when I'm looking at the Phillies Mount Rushmore, because there's a lot of factors that go in. And, you know, there are a lot of great players, but I, I think you look at it as obviously their numbers, what they did as a player. Legacy, that matters. You know, did they make the Hall of Fame? Are they a Phillies legend? All that type of stuff. Did they get their number retired? You know, that type of stuff. Stuff really matters for this discussion. And then, of course, titles. Were they able to bring it home for the Phillies? Sadly, those uh, few and far between in our 11,000 losses over the years of, uh, of Philly sadness. But Schmidt able to hit all those benchmarks. Obviously, a, a Hall of Famer, a Phillies legend, uh, has his number retired, brought home a title, Won three MVP awards, 10 gold gloves, just the easiest decision on this list. Mike Schmidt is the first name, the first face chiseled 
under our Phillies Mount Rushmore. The second I thought was pretty easy too, and then it gets down and dirty. Then we've got to pick two out of like ten names. But I think Steve Carlton has to be on it too. Just uh, when you look at it, Hall of Famer, like we mentioned, number retired, brought home a title. And just on a, a basic level, was the best pitcher in the history of the franchise. There's only one other name you can even put there. I guess two, technically. We'll talk about both in terms of other pitchers who can be considered on Carlton's level. But, you know, they're not really. I mean, Steve Carlton, right there with Randy Johnson, potentially, as, as uh, you know, them, Warren Spahn, Sandy Koufax. You know, I'm talking about if you're going to make a – and I'm sure we will. You know what? Because we're going to get to all these. I'm sure we'll, we'll do a bunch of Mount Rushmore's as this time goes on. But if when we do a Mount Rushmore of left-handed starting pitchers, guess who's going to be on it? Steve Carlton. He's that type of pitcher. So um, I think when you look at it, Carlton, of course, brought home a World Series for the Phillies, had some miraculous seasons here. Um, just one of the great pitchers of all time. Certainly one of the great left-handed pitchers. You know you're... A, one of the great left-handed pitchers of all time when your nickname's just Lefty. It's like, boom, that's it. Got it, Lefty, good. So um, I think for me, Carlton has to, has to, has to be on that list. Obviously, the number of career wins he had. Um, just hit all the milestones. Hit all the milestones. Has his number remem- uh, retired, was the ace of a World Series winning team. Um, I just think this one's a pretty much no-brainer. Obviously, unlike Schmidt, didn't play every single pitch of his career here, but close enough, you know, really is is definitely a Philly and had the main, you know, not just was here the most of his career, but also had the, the largest bulk of his success by far here. So for me, chisel those two in off the bat. You're putting Mike Schmidt on, you're putting Steve Carlton on. Now it gets tough. Now it gets tough because we have two spots and there are errors that you have to decide from. I mean, Let's go backwards and, and, and continue to go back further as we go. And let's start with the obvious. And look, someday I hope Bryce Harper is on the Phillies Mount Rushmore because that means that he has had a Hall of Fame career here and has potentially won us a World Series and all that. Right now, obviously, Bryce Harper is nowhere near the Phillies Mount Rushmore. Um, but, uh, you know, someday. But you got to go back to 08, right? That's where we start. And really, if you're looking at the 07 through 11 run, you know, the names that pop out, like, Roy Halladay is interesting because he's a Hall of Famer and he's going to have his number retired, but you can't put him on the Phillies' Mount Rushmore. I mean, he's a Blue Jay more than he's a Philly. That's just what it is. And again, he, an all-time Philly great. I'm, I have no problem with them retiring his number, but he was here for three years. You can't compare him to some of these other people. When you really look back, you want to talk about 08. There are four names, and I think it's the obvious four, but if we're talking about who could potentially be on the Phillies' Mount Rushmore, you figure one or more of Chase Utley, Jimmy Rollins, Ryan Howard, and Cole Hamill's deserves to be on the list, and, and you can make a case for all of them. Utley, in my opinion, the best player of the four. I think the closest to a Hall of Fame player of that group. Um, at his peak, he was the best second baseman in baseball for a number of years. He was really the heart and soul of that team. I think he's the most beloved member of that team. I think for a certain age of Phillies fans, Chase Utley, the majority of them, Chase Utley is their favorite, favorite, favorite player. So I think that the argument for Utley is pretty clear. I think he will have his number retired at some point. He maybe will make the Hall of Fame. He might not. I think him and Rollins of this group before are the only two that have a chance. And personally, I think Utley is more a Hall of Famer than Rollins. Um, I know not everyone feels that way. I know that Jay Jaffe's Jaws system, which helps decide who is and who is not a Hall of Famer, does say that he thinks Utley is a better Hall of Fame candidate than Rollins, and I personally do too. I just think Utley's peak was so much more impressive. You know, Rollins won the MVP. I think if Utley doesn't get hurt in 07, he could have won the MVP that year, but um, Rollins had an MVP, which certainly matters. 
Uh, but Utley, I think when you look at the career, where they ranked in baseball compared, I mean, Rollins was never the best shortstop in baseball when he played. I mean, Utley was. Utley was the best second baseman in baseball for a period of years. Um, so for me, I'd go Utley over Rollins from that perspective, and, and certainly, you think more beloved. On the flip side, let's argue Jimmy Rollins was the face of that team, was the the starter, was the guy who got everything going, was the person who spoke up, was when you were Thinking of that team in the moment, Rollins was the guy who popped in your head. Rollins was the guy who spoke out. Rollins was the guy who made guarantees. Rollins felt like the leader, right? Chase Utley was the quiet, went about his business, and we loved him for that in Philly. That was our bread and butter. Ate it up, loved it, and and will forevermore. But Rollins, you could argue, was more of a vocal leader on that team, was more of the guy that people looked to. And you could make a face that case that he was the face of that team, which is a really interesting argument here. I think, ultimately, as we go through all these names here um, for potential candidates for the Mount Rushmore, I think Utley and Rollins have the best case of the four from the 08 team that we think about. Ryan Howard, look, I I think Ryan Howard, and we'll do a show about this too, all these things we'll do shows about, underrated athletes in, in Philly's history, all that. There's so many things to talk about over the next few months without baseball, but... Um, I think Ryan Howard may be the most underrated Philadelphia Philly of all time when we stop and look back on it. Obviously, you know, we all know how it played out in the moment where, you know, he was never quite loved the same way Rollins and Utley were. He was such a streaky hitter. He would, you know, first half of the season would be a disaster and then he'd be the best player in baseball handily for the second half of the season. And at the end of the season, he'd bat 280 with 45 homers, 140 RBI. You know, it was unbelievable what this guy used to do. Also won an MVP, won a rookie of the year. But I think when you look at it, and obviously after signing that contract, Dan, that put such a kind of a, a bad taste in the mouth with how it all played out, which is a shame, but um, you know, that he signed that contract, got hurt, and just never lived up to it and was kind of an albatross for the team. But in reality, I mean, Ryan Howard, what a massively important part of that era and of them winning the World Series, really. Um, and was a monster in 09, too. Was a great, great, great player in 09, too. Just, um, I think Ryan Howard of the group probably gets the least credit for what he deserves the credit should be, along with Hamels. We'll get to Hamels in a sec. But um, I think his case is probably below Rollins and Utley for face, you know, for a, a, a face on the Mount Rushmore of the franchise. But damn it if Ryan Howard is an underrated, underappreciated. I just I don't understand that there's like even like a a veil of animosity towards him or something from a lot of Phillies fans that I just I never got. I don't get it. He was a an epically great player for this team. It's not his fault that Ruben Amaro signed him to a contract he shouldn't have too early and all that. So, Howard, we'll get more into the legacy of Ryan Howard over the next coming weeks as we start to do more shows like that. But just just off the Mount Rushmore, but let's not forget how great Ryan Howard was and how important. Same thing with Hamels. Uh, Hamels just below... Utley and Rollins for me in terms of being on that Mount Rushmore, but that doesn't take anything away from me from what Hamels was. Uh, world, you have two World Series MVPs in the history of the franchise, two. And Cole Hamels is one of them, and deservedly so. And it wasn't just the World Series, it was the whole playoffs. They don't win that World Series without Hamels. I mean, if you if you could say you just have to take one of those four away just from that 08 run, Hamels is the one you could least afford to take away, which is crazy, but it's true. You look at the way the team was shaped and all that, they needed Cole Hamels. They needed that guy who could carry the team when they needed it most, and he did. I mean, what a beast he was in that run. What a star he was in that run. And I know the 09 thing soured people on him a bit, but 
Cole Hamels is a great Philly. He's not quite at the level of those other guys. He was never, you know, he's not a Hall of Fame type player, at least. I don't think so. You know, maybe he goes on for another five more years and finds a way to put his numbers in an interesting discussion point. But you know, I think of the four guys, probably the least Hall of Famer, and, and Howard's not a Hall of Famer either. But um, Hamels, I think, just, and again, I, I think that's why he's probably below the three in terms of the Mount Rushmore. You know, wasn't quite as beloved as the others as well. Never had the hardware, the MVPs, the those types of things. Not as many All Star games as the other guys, though he made them, of course. But, um, I think Hamels just just needs to be mentioned. We always talk about that core three there. We don't we don't include Hamels enough in a lot of cases, and I think his name deserves to be mentioned. But um, and we'll talk more about Hamels. I do think Hamels is underrated historically here too, because we do talk about those three and not the most important guy in that run. He was the most important guy in that run. Period. He just was. So um, I do think that that matters and that he should be remembered that way. But for now, we have Steve Carlton and Mike Schmidt on Mount Rushmore. I think. Utley and Rollins have to be in the discussion. They are our next two. Um, you look back at, again, going eras, 90, the 90s, the 93 team. I mean, Darren Dalton, in my mind, the only one you'd really consider putting on the list. Schilling was a great Philly, but obviously had his highest successes at other places. And Dykstra, don't get me wrong, was the best player on that 93 team, but you know, not the same type of legacy as a Philly. And obviously, for, that's forgetting what he's turned into. We won't even go there. But I think Dutch, the only name on there, but he's not in the same class as Utley or Rollins. They won a World Series. They had better careers. So uh, I think we can move Dalton off the list, but I think he's worth mentioning because Dutch really was a great, great Philly who meant a lot to a lot of people. And I think there is a segment of Phillies fans of a certain age who would all say Darren Dalton is their favorite player of all time, and I think he at least deserves some recognition for that. Um, I think we got to go older now. Um, I think really... There are only six more names that need to be said, and they're all from different, you know, some are way older, and they're, you know, others 50s, 60s era and stuff like that. But um, I think there are, again, there are four more, uh, and these guys are all Hall of Famers, so it's a different level of thing. Um, Ed Delahanty, I think we could take off the list. Uh, you know, it's hard to put someone from the early 1900s, late 1800s, whatever, from uh, on the Phillies Mount Rushmore, but was a great player, a Hall of Famer. All that type of stuff had a really uh, a great career, um, but you know you can't put him there. And, and same thing with Grover Cleveland Alexander, who again is probably one of the three best Phillies pitchers ever, just in terms of numbers and statistics and history and stuff. But we never come close to even seeing even a lot of highlights of Grover Cleveland Alexander. And you just can't put him on the Mount Rushmore. I think he should be discussed. Don't get me wrong. I think Grover Cleveland Alexander um, played more recently than Ed Delahanty. Maybe has a little bit more of a has a little bit more of a case to make the Phillies Mount Rushmore, but for me, I still can't go Grover Cleveland Alexander over some of the other names we'll get to, but I do think that he's someone who at least deserves to have his name mentioned. Granted, also didn't play his whole career in Philly, so that's also something that you know you have to it, it maybe ding him for just a little bit. Um, as uh, Delahanty, all, all in the 1800s, his whole career, and Grant did play for some other teams as well, and also the Phillies not as established and stuff. So I, I think you take Delahanty and Grover Cleveland Alexander off the list, though. Again, Alexander has a real case comparatively. Um, Jim Bonning, another Hall of Famer, uh, Veterans Committee edition, uh, you know, got in, but still a Hall of Famer, has his number retired. Um, someone who at least should be mentioned in this discussion, but I, I, you know, I'm going to say another name that you just you can't put him over. But Bunning needs to be mentioned. I think um, so. Right now we are at Schmidt, Carlton, Utley, and Rollins. Schmidt and Carlton locked in, then Utley and Rollins for two spots, along with these other three names. These are the other three names that I think need to be there. And it's Robin Roberts, Chuck Klein, and Richie Ashburn. Now, 
Chuck Klein was a great, great player, a Hall of Famer as well, has his number retired or whatever you want to call it, for the Phillies. Um, I just find it hard to put Chuck Klein. They never won a title with Chuck Klein. Um, I find it hard to put him over some of these other names, even though in terms of just talent, in terms of history, he certainly deserves to be there. Um, For me, I put Richie Ashburn above him for a number of reasons, and we're talking about the Phillies' Mount Rushmore, but the fact that Richie was uh, an announcer for the Phillies for so long and was on a team with Harry Kaus, I do think that matters when you're talking about this type of thing. So I think it comes down to Ashburn and Robin Roberts for me for... You know, fighting with Utley and Rollins for those spots. Um, Ashburn, a Hall of Famer as well. Deserved to get in earlier. Ultimately got on the Veterans Committee, but certainly played a Hall of Fame career. Most of it with the Phillies, obviously a little bit with the Mets as well. But um, part of the WizKid teams really just um, had a great career as a Philly and then went on to do the booth with Harry. I think that matters. Robin Roberts, I think... um, I find it really hard to keep Robin Roberts off this Mount Rushmore. When you look at what the guy did, I mean, he holds most of the records for the Phillies in terms of innings pitch, in terms of this, in terms of that. He is um, a Hall of Famer who just threw a ton of innings for the Phillies, you know, just really kind of was um, the greatest Phillies pitcher for a long time. And I think that, you know, Carlton passed him. Carlton is the the greatest Philly pitcher of all time. But I think that you have to have Robin Roberts right after that. I mean... Robin Roberts is an all-time great Philly, has his number retired, all that type of stuff, um, and an all-time great in terms of, of career-wise, too, a Hall of Famer, and granted, it's a different time, a different era, it's hard to take those numbers and compare them to what we see now with guys pitching longer, more games, and complete games, and all that, but I think Robin Roberts, when you're talking about it historically, I think for me, I think he's above Chuck Klein, and I think he's above Richie Ashburn, so... I think for me, as we kind of come around and bring around, those are all the names in my mind. If I missed any, let me know. And I wasn't looking really at managers or, you know, putting like one of the, someone like that or putting, you know, David Montgomery. I'm talking really just players here for, for the Mount Rushmore. You could always say the Philly Fanatic should be on the Phillies Mount Rushmore, and I wouldn't fight you, but we're just talking players here. So I think we've got Carlton, we've got Schmidt. We need to pick the last two. For me, it comes down to four guys. It comes down to Chase Utley, Jimmy Rollins, Richie Ashburn, and Robin Roberts. And I think that in order to serve the eras, you know, and the fact that the 08 team did win a World Series, the second in the history of the franchise, and we already have two guys from that first team that won a World Series on the Mount Rushmore, I think we have to have one of the 08 guys. We have to. So I think we have to pick one of the 08 guys and pick one of the older guys. And of the 08 guys, I think you could kind of tell before, as I was saying, it, it clearly comes down to Otley and Rollins. And if you want to tell me it's Rollins, that's fine. I get it. For all the reasons I said before, face of the team, vocal leader, all that type of stuff, won an MVP. But I think for me, I think you go Chase Utley. Uh, and I know they wasn't here uh, quite as long as Rollins, almost the same though. A long career here for both of them. Spent the vast majority of their career here. Um, and I think with Utley, it's just he was more beloved and for me a better player. And you know, had the World Series success and all that type of stuff. I think it's really close. You could fight me either way on Rollins Utley. I'll go Utley on my Mount Rushmore. But again, it's like if you if you chose Rollins, I wouldn't fight you on. I'd be like, sure. I get it. So it's between those two. I'll go Otley begrudgingly, but I, I will go Chase Otley over Rollins, but so close there, so close. And again, I would love to debate the Rollins-Otley thing because I think it's really close. And if someone to... So I think I could be convinced it's Rollins is the point. You know what I mean? But but I'm going Otley. 
And of the other two, and this is tough because of Richie's other contributions, but I think if we're just focusing on the player and what they did for the Phillies and what they meant to the Phillies' history, I think we got to go Robin Roberts over Richie Ashburn. I think when you just look at the the sum of the numbers of the career of what that guy did in terms of you know all-time leaders in the franchise and all that type of stuff, I just feel like it has to end up being Robin Roberts. I mean, highest war for a uh, Phillies pitcher of all time, most games played, most innings pitched, most complete games. Like, you know, I just think those are important things. You know, he's he just pitched the most and was a Hall of Famer for the Phillies. So begrudgingly, it's tough and it's nice to have choices for this, but I will I will lock it in. My Phillies Mount Rushmore, and again, it's really close. And I, Jimmy Rollins, I'm so sorry you should be on this list, but it's just you got to choose one of the two. My Phillies Mount Rushmore, lock it in. Mike Schmidt, Steve Carlton, Chase Utley, and Robin Roberts. Apologies to Richie Ashburn. Apologies to Jimmy Rollins. And um, it's a fun discussion. Let me know what you think. At James Seltzer on Twitter, feel free to reach out and... Um, let me know what you think, because again, this was tough. I really struggled. I went back and forth. I wanted to get some of these other people in, but ultimately that is the Mount Rushmore that I had to go with. So uh, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll continue to have a little fun. We're going to do some least favorite, most favorite Philly stuff later this week. Uh, I got some other stuff planned. Maybe some more Mount Rushmores down the road, all that type of stuff. So um, again, I hope everyone is happy and healthy and safe as they can be. And um We'll continue to try and provide entertainment and a distraction at tough times. So, um, again, I just hope everyone is doing okay and safe and healthy out there. And uh, we'll be back to continue to try and provide some distraction tomorrow. So, until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.